Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. All right, as I've been promising for the last couple of episodes, today I'm going to talk about who they are, and I'm holding they up in air quotes. Everybody says they are doing this, and they want to do that, and they want to control this, and they. Who are they? Well, I think at pretty near the top of the food chain is the president and CEO of the World Economic Forum. His name is Klaus Schwab. And I think you could safely say he's one of the most dangerous men in the world. And let me tell you, when you hear this guy talk, uh, you're going to say quintessential Bond villain. (laughs) And listen closely to what he's saying. He's actually talking about the Great Reset and this rare window of opportunity they have with the worldwide pandemic. Listen to this. First, um, I think it's uh, very important to know that uh, the COVID-19 pandemics just has accelerated certain trends which we had seen before and which actually were discussed in Davos this year, like uh, the lack of inclusion, the lack of uh, paying sufficient uh, attention to the environment. So... What we will see now is acceleration of those trends and, of course, a unique opportunity to reset our global agenda, to do something about all those negative developments. I include also the lack of international cooperation. Because if we don't address those issues, we will end up in a much worse world than we are today. So let's use this uh, window of opportunity and let's recreate a global framework which really is in line with the requirements of a society in the 21st century. I'm right about the voice, aren't I? (laughs) I mean, honestly, you couldn't do better with central casting in Hollywood with a voice like that. And let me let you know, he actually looks like what Spectre used to be with James Bond, you know, the bald guy, a little tan, uh, sitting in the big leather chair. You can picture him petting a cat while he's talking about dominating the world. (laughs) You also heard him talk about Davos. Uh, This is an event that happens every year. I'm sure you know about it. All the super elite rich and billionaires and royalty and celebrities and all that stuff fly their 400 plus private jets into Davos, Switzerland, and then spend a week lecturing the rest of the world on how we are supposed to live And we are supposed to cut our carbon emissions because that's what we need to do to save the world. And honestly, at this point, you can call them hypocrites. They don't care. Absolutely don't care. And they're not trying to hide their agenda anymore. Even uh, John Kerry, who married a very, very wealthy and travels by jet everywhere he goes and has about four or five mansions... 
<laughs> Even John Kerry talks about the Great Reset. And I do remember one time Joe Biden talking about it. So this is not a conspiracy theory because it's not a theory. It might be a conspiracy, but it's no longer a theory. We have proof. In fact, Klaus Schwab wrote a book called COVID-19, colon, liberals love their colons, COVID-19, colon, The Great Reset. Huh. What's really crazy about this is not only do these elites all gather once a year and pat each other on the back and say how well they're doing and lecture the rest of us on how we need to do better and cut our emissions and prevent small countries from developing their own economies and energy sources by having to depend on larger countries for welfare, basically. I think I discussed that in another podcast. But basically... Not only is Klaus Schwab a dangerous man, but he has trained many protégés and has, how do you say, integrated them, installed them, I guess, in world governments. I mean, listen to this. You might be surprised by some of the names you hear that he says have been former students at the World Economic Forum and are now in leadership positions around the world. Yes, um, actually, this um, notion to integrate young leaders uh, is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, so we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world in Did you pick up on that? Angela Merkel, Vladimir Putin have all been students when they were younger of the World Economic Forum and are now running governments. Huh. And did you hear what he talked about, the new generation, Justin Trudeau? Actually, if you think about it, that explains a lot about how Justin Trudeau treated the trucker protest that happened in Ottawa, uh, in the capital of Ontario, where he declared emergency powers and gave himself basically ultimate authority to shut everything down and pretty much create a military state. So let me explain to you what the goal of the World Economic Forum really is. Their ultimate goal is to do away with the democratic process altogether worldwide and give all the ownership and control to the deep state and uh, all the elites who want to control it. And they rely on fear mongering. That's how you control a population. Um, basically, the World Economic Forum wants communism worldwide. 
That's how they're going to take care of everybody and be compassionate. So there's no be nobody starving and everybody will have what they need to live on, what they determine you need to live on. Uh, you see, only under severe chaos and war and fear will people agree to insane protections like increased surveillance, uh, digital ID systems, uh, and mo uh, no more paper money. I I'm getting a little disturbed right now because I, when I go around and see some of these restaurants, they have these signs right there by the register said, we've gone cashless. And this is a very, very dangerous slope uh, that we're heading for now, because once our economies go cashless, the government can control how much you really have in your accounts. If there's no cash to back up anything, and I know it's basically that way right now, but we still have cash. And what's going to be the problem is when we go into a cashless society, you will have credit. And that credit will be determined by your ESG score. That stands for Environmental Social Governance. Kind of like the Chinese. You know, they assign you a score if you're being a good little boy and girl uh, and following all the rules and getting all of your shots and boosters and and not attending riots and all that stuff, you have a higher ESG score. Also, if you're posting things like, oh my gosh, you want to save the planet and uh, PETA and all these different you know, things and, and police are all evil and racist and all these things give you high scores. Also, if you check intersectional boxes, you get higher scores too. Like if you are a minority and a woman and gay or transsexual or questioning or transitioning or all these different things that give you a higher score based on the boxes you can check in the protected categories. And just remember, everything they want to do for your protection, and I'm doing that in air quotes, really is to remove more and more of your personal autonomy and freedom. Because the World Economic Forum's goal isn't just to control the earth by fundamentally changing it, but by hacking into humans and removing free will, partly by brainwashing, and other parts are we're hearing about, uh, you know, computer chips that are going to link up brains and stuff. All these things are working towards absolute control. Also, it's interesting to know, and I'm sure you've seen the commercials for this company, but the World Economic Forum partners with the investment firm BlackRock, which controls $10 trillion dollars in worldwide assets. They have basically infiltrated the governments all over the world and are basically have unelected corporate elites dictating to the world leaders what to do. 
What can we do? Oh, and by the way, uh, the CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink, he's another very evil person. What we can do to protect this from happening is we have to constantly look for ways to protect our sovereignty. And by our, I mean your individual country, if you're listening from other countries, but the U.S. sovereignty. And keep relying on your own critical thinking. Do not subscribe to the hive mind of thinking because basically that's what's happening. Uh, A lot of people on the left are basically doing everything for the betterment of the collective, which basically is communism. And remember, communism cannot rise out of peace or prosperity. People have to be so afraid and so uncomfortable that they will give up their rights and freedoms if they just, okay, 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 you can take all my freedoms. You can take them all. Just make all this go away. That's what they're doing. They're creating absolute, utter chaos, especially here in the U.S., because the U.S. is the last stand for freedom. The last stand. I've heard so many migrants uh, and immigrants that have come here legally And they talk about how they're scared to death of what's happening here in the U.S. because they're seeing the same things that they tried to escape in their own countries. And one Cuban man said it best when he said, if the U.S. falls, there's no other country to defect to. Every other country can be controlled easier because they don't have that constitution which restricts their government doesn't restrict the people. It puts restrictions on the government's power. And those who want to control the world want to destroy the U.S. and that independence. Do you remember in my previous podcast when I talked about the goal is to reduce the population either by mass extermination or mass sterilization? Well, Bill Gates did a talk, a TED talk recently talking about how we can get to net zero carbon emissions. Listen to what he says about population. Uh, First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Did you hear that? He said, if we do a good job with vaccines and health care and reproductive service, we could get that down 10 to 15 percent. Huh. That might explain why Bill Gates is such a huge investor in vaccines right now. You know, he used to create computer viruses and then sell the antidote. Now, hmm, why would he be investing so much money in vaccines? And why 
Is Bill Gates the number one single farmland owner in the country? Bill Gates now owns a total of 268,000 acres of farmland in 19 states. Why do you think he owns all that farmland? Do you think he is actually going to grow crops and uh, herd cows and, you know, uh, slaughter cattle? I don't think so. Actually, he may be interested in raising genetically modified crops that could help with that uh, pesky population growth problem. By the way, did you know that the greatest violations of human rights have happened during times of crisis, where the government is granted emergency powers? Almost like governments have been using this pandemic to gain more power. And many people think that this green deal and climate change is all about saving the planet. It's not. It's about the largest transfer of wealth in world history and not transferring from the wealthy to the poor. The opposite is happening. Transferring from the poor and middle class to the wealthy and elite. You see, the elite have no intention of following the same rules that they're trying to get all of us peons to follow. I'll explain a lot more in my next podcast about the details of what their plans are for the world and for their control of it and us in it. There's a lot of things happening around that you need to keep your eyes and ears open all the time because they're revealing their plans. Because now they don't have to hide them. They have so many people that are brainwashed with hatred and fear. And by the way, those are the two most powerful emotions in brainwashing. Uh, Let me give you an example. Many of you might understand. Uh, For five years, the media, social media, corporations, Hollywood, all told you that you had to hate Donald Trump, not disagree with him, hate him and his followers, not only hate him, a white hot seething hate like you would have for Hitler or Satan. They that's what they call him, Hitler incarnate and Satan incarnate. They want you to hate him with that much vitriol. Because if you hate someone that badly, it's okay to eliminate them. And I can tell you for sure that there have been plots to assassinate him. And what's crazy is if that, God forbid, were to actually happen, you would have people on the left actually celebrating. Wrap your head around that. That if someone they disagreed with was assassinated, they would celebrate. That, to me, shows you how deep the brainwashing has happened. And then, remember the other powerful emotion is fear. 
So they created this unconscionable kind of hatred towards one man that was representing the biggest obstacle to world governance. And then all of a sudden, in the beginning of 2020, what happened? A worldwide pandemic and everybody focused on their fear. Let me, what, let me tell you what happens when you combine these two emotions. Did you ever see uh, the movie The Mockingjay or, or Hunger Games? Okay. In The Mockingjay, I think it was one or two. I can't remember. Remember when PETA was kidnapped by President Snow? And he was gone for a while. And then they demanded he be released and President Snow released him. What happened? When PETA came back into that group, he wanted to kill Katniss. He was foaming at the mouth and had such raging hatred. It was completely irrational. Later on, he admitted he understands that the hatred is irrational, but he still couldn't stop himself from thinking that. That's what's happened. Uh, Robert... Malone, incidentally, he was one of the inventors of the mRNA technology, and he even said there is no way he would have authorized that widespread of a vaccine worldwide without a lot more tests, many, many more years of tests. But he talks about a mass formation psychosis that has been created worldwide where people are so afraid of everything now because all of the elites and medical professionals have told you you need to live in fear about this virus, which now honestly is no more deadly than a cold or the flu. Uh, and honestly, for young children, the shot, the vaccine is more deadly than the virus itself. Do you want proof of this mass formation psychosis? I still see people today walking by themselves or walking their dog or walking maybe with one or two people with masks on. I still see individuals walking around outdoors or indoors and not anywhere near anyone with masks on. That, my friends, is called mass formation psychosis. They're no longer able to think rationally about the vaccine and other illnesses because they're so afraid. I even saw a clip recently of Joy Behar from The View. And no, I will never watch that show. They are incapable of thinking for themselves. They all just keep spewing these talking points of the radical progressive hive mind. But Joy Behar even said in one episode that she is probably going to wear a mask the rest of her life. That is a complete psychosis. Okay, that's enough for this episode to let you know three individuals that are very evil and dangerous. 
uh, Klaus Schwab, Larry Fink, and Bill Gates. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about some more people, some in our own government, and what the plan is for the masses that the elites have to control everyone. A couple of uh, current events to comment on. Uh, New evidence has now arisen showing that COVID-19 could have come from a weapons lab in China where they could have been developing a biological weapon and because they have much lower safety standards than we do here in the U.S., that bioweapon possibly could have leaked from the lab and became COVID-19. Also, with this uh, Sam Bankman-Fried character, (laughs) I just don't even know where to start with this. Uh, He's been arrested by Bahamian uh, officials and now sits in a Bahamian jail, and he's complaining about the conditions. I'm sure there's rats and cockroaches and uh, all kinds of fun bugs in there. And he's really not happy that he is not allowed to have a vegan diet. And from what I understand now, he's not even going to protest his extradition. He's probably thinking that when he gets to the U.S., they'll honor his wishes of a vegan diet in a U.S. prison. Uh, Yeah, that's probably true, but I can guarantee you, you're going to become the favorite of quite a few guys in the prison. It might be wise for you to actually identify as a woman right now, Sam, uh, so you can go to the female prisons. Uh, You've already got the uh, B-cups going there, so uh, I'm sure you're going to be... very welcome in whatever prison system you get put into. And did you notice it took prosecutors one month to come up with eight charges of fraud against SBF? But the FBI has had Hunter Biden's laptop for nearly three years and still haven't come up with any charges. Uh huh. Think about that. Does that make any sense? Also, with the latest reveal of the Twitter files, I think we're on five or six now. Yeah, uh, we now know that Dr. Fauci's daughter, Allie, worked for Twitter during the pandemic and censored all the tweets that her daddy disagreed with. Hmm, that's that's really all about the science, isn't it? Yeah. And also in his deposition, Anthony Fauci said, I don't recall a hundred and seventy four times. But when the stenographer sneezed, he asked her if she had had her covid shot and if she would mind wearing a mask. And we now know that the FBI had regular meetings with the leaders of social media companies. In fact, there were a total of 80, 80 FBI agents who were tasked with the job of looking all over social media and finding objectionable posts and tweets and letting the leaders 
of these social media companies know that these are misinformation or disinformation or uh, insightful tweets or posts. I, I say it's all over social media because it's kind of obvious at this point. If it happened at Twitter, it definitely happened at Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Google because they all follow the same playbook to censor, ban, and restrict the reach of conservative voices. And then in the latest bill, this is something that should be very concerning to you. The IRS is lowering their reporting minimum income from 20000 to 600 They used to flag, you know, any transfer, wire transfer, uh, big withdrawal, anything like that, ten dollars to $20,000 out of your account. Now they're going to ask you to account for everything $600 or more. Every transfer from PayPal or Venmo, uh, anything like that over $600, you're going to have to fill out a 1099K form. And they're dropping it down from 200 transactions to one. Every $600 or larger transaction will have to be accounted for by the IRS. And then lastly, I want to comment on a story I read uh, about a 10-year-old in New York that wanted to get a tattoo, and they refused that 10-year-old. You have to be 18 years old to get a tattoo because they say it's a permanent mark on your body. So you need to be 18 or an adult to make that decision. But... If you're a 10-year-old that wants to take puberty blockers and mutilate your genitals and have a double mastectomy at 12 or 14, that's perfectly okay. I don't understand what is going on other than to explain it as evil has taken over. You will allow a teenager to take puberty blockers and have a double mastectomy that will change their life permanently and most likely make them sterile and unable to procreate. But you won't allow a child 10 years old to get a tattoo? Does this make any sense? And lastly, as I always like to do with all of my podcasts, I want to leave you with a positive note. There are ways for you to prevent yourself from having negative thoughts and going down a negative thought process. It takes work, but you can really do it. And it takes a self-awareness of how you're feeling all the time. Let me give you an example. I was living in New York and uh, running late for the train. And I was running full sprint down the stairs and went right across the platform and right in front of me, bam, the doors closed right in front of me. And I was going to be late. And I just wanted to scream 
and punch something. But I was like, well, wait a minute. That's kind of stupid. It's my fault. I'm late. Why am I so upset? Oh, I know. I haven't eaten in like six hours and I really didn't sleep well last night. Okay. I'm going to have to be a little more aware that I might be more sensitive today. If you do this constant self-awareness where you're always aware of how you're feeling, you're going to be much less likely to have a negative thought process or go down a negative thought pattern. Even when crazy, weird things happen to you, uh, you'll always be self-aware and much less prone to having negative reactions. So with that, I want to thank you again for listening to my podcast. And please spread the word. Like I said, I want to get a very large conversation going. If you have anything to say about anything I said in this podcast, please don't hesitate to write Drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. Next episode, I'm going to talk about more people that dangerous people in the world, some in our own government, and what the plan is for the masses that the elite have to control all of us. So until next time, create an amazing day. <laughs>